0: Hello Builders, welcome to the Builders Club Startup Founders podcast, a podcast for founders to upskill themselves and understand the founder mindset. Every week, we sit with the best minds in the startup ecosystem and understand what it takes to start, run and scale businesses. This podcast is from one of our recordings of our Water Cooler Conversations, a weekly community AMA where we get established entrepreneurs to discuss their strategies and their mindset in front of our community members. So sit back, relax, and let's start with the episode. Today's event, so, you know, the, the Startup Founders Podcast or the Cooler Conversations, as we used to call it, is primarily a forum in which we get celebrated, uh, you know, people from the startup ecosystem, uh, founders, investors, to come and have a one-on-one, uh, you know, tell about their overall journey, what has been their learnings in the process, uh, run us through a little bit of challenges that we have, they have faced through the journey. Just so all of you guys understand, especially the ones who are starting up for the first time, that everybody... Is usually in the same boat when they start up. Uh, you know, uh, nobody, uh, nobody has a pedestal. Everybody has to go through the hardships and 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 you know, figure their way through. Uh, so today we have a very, very, very uh, you know uh, uh, dear friend of ours, Vijayata Shastri sir. Uh, Vijayata Shastri sir is one of the very few uh, people that I know who has spent close to three decades in the startup ecosystem. Uh, he had, he started his journey in the services industry and then he kind of got into the startup ecosystem. He has been associated with almost all the big names in terms of the startup community that you know of. So uh, be it uh, NASCOM, be it tie be it Headstart, uh, be it Beehive, he has basically helped in the overall community building and the uh, outreach programs for all of that. So, welcome, Vijayata sir. First of all, to the Builders Club,
1: sir, you are on mute. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Sohel. It's absolutely my privilege, and also it's a delight for me to be interacting with all of you wonderful people. Thank you for giving me this opportunity as well. Now, sir, we have been trying to get you
0: on for, for some time now. Because I think you are one of those who has kind of seen the overall journey, the startup ecosystem grow
1: in Correct. a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And and when there was nothing, uh, you know, when the buzzword of, of when the buzz of the whole funding and everything was not there, even then entrepreneurs were being born. Uh, and and from there, now that you know the, the ecosystem has kind of, if I may say so, reached a kind of a, a stage where we can say that the startup founders are also a little bit mature and they understand what they're getting into and the investors also understand how exactly to deal with stuff. Um, So so, Vijita sir, we can probably kick this off with a little bit of your own journey. Uh, Probably start off with your early journey. Where, Where did you work in the initial bit and how did you get introduced to the startup ecosystem and then your journey to, and now that you are a part of Dexter Capital as
1: well, so you can probably help us run through that journey. Definitely, sir. I'll keep it as uh, light and easy to for everyone. So currently, I am with uh, Dexter Capital and Dexter Angels. So Dexter Capital, we're investment bank. The focus is on Series A plus how do we get them to in front of the right VCs and family offices so mm-hmm. that we can help them to raise a Series A plus money, as I said. And we also have a division around mergers and acquisitions. Dexter Angels is where we do the early stage investments as a syndicate, and we have done about 25 investments. So Dexter Capital has been around for nine years. Uh, before that, I was also with Thai Bangalore as the executive director. I was part of the NASCOM Center of Excellence for IoT, uh, taking care of all the activities around open innovation and co-creation. And also, Sohel, well, I've been an active volunteer with Head Start for the last almost uh, seven years now, 2015. And because of that, you uh, have named the place, right, Kerala Startup Mission, Startup Odisha, working with all the accelerators and incubators, helping them to grow, working with the Karnataka startup sales. All this, I would feel, has given me a lot of perspectives. I've had a lot of help on the way. Uh, Let me be very clear that it is never a standalone journey. We have people who are supporting us, helping us. The corporates are there. The enterprise are there. The governments itself that I've worked with, fantastic folks genuinely wanting to do something. And uh, very honestly, startups can say that they're in a very good uh, position right now. Because uh, this this kind of support, this kind of uh, value that will be given to them is incredible, and very few ecosystems do it. That's why India is so active. That's why Bangalore is so active. But I've been traveling non-stop. You know, so much. I've been to Jaipur, Kolkata, Bombay, Delhi, and Kerala also recently. I'm going to Chennai next week. What matters is build the bridges, so help. Well, right? I mean, some things like what you guys are doing. Right? All the events. You're sitting in Bombay, but you've done about three, four events and more in Bangalore. You're trying to give a lot of value back. You're bringing in people who could give perspectives. So when I started my career, you know, with hotels and uh, retail industries, I was with Taj Hotels, I was with Metro Cash and Carry, Urban Brands, Reliance Retail. I've learned a lot from my leaders, from mentors, and uh, you can learn from everyone, my friend. Everyone is so good. Everyone is so helpful. And I think this is a paid forward culture. I want to emphasize on that so well it's important to help. It's important to give. It's also important to bring in as many people together, like create bridges, like you are sitting where you are sitting, but you are building, you know, it Builders Club, right? That's what you're doing. You're trying to bring the like-minded people together and help startups. I think that's awesome. So I will take a pause here so that we can have a real-time conversation as well. And anyone wants to get something specific, just put it on the chat window. I'm sure Sohel and we can take a look at it. Thank you. So guys, uh, if anybody has a
0: question for Vegeta, Sir, we basically will, are going to take it in the Q&A bit, which starts in a while. So put the questions in the chat and we'll pull you in. Anyways, uh, you know, in case when the Q&A starts, we will give an opportunity to ask the question directly to Vegeta, sir. Uh So sir, today's topic is around the whole idea of how an investor thinks because a majority of the founders, and since I have also faced this, is because a lot of people when they start off, they really don't understand the whole way an investor, an investor or a VC firm or somebody who basically invests in any company work. You know what is their philosophy, what is their thought process, what are their North star metrics. Because of which there is a lot of disparity between how a founder approaches an investor and assumes that this is how things work. And there are there is nobody who actually clears the air from the investor ecosystem as well, because majority of the time they themselves are so busy that they don't waste time uh, on, on 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 prospects which they don't think that they can either add value in some form or 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 probably they don't fit the portfolio. So Vijita sir, I basically want to understand from you one, the perspective or what is the basic North Star metric that any investor chases and how exactly do they go about it. Uh, this and then probably we can also dwell a little bit into how this mindset has evolved with time because you have you have the uh the know-how of how things used to work 10 years back also because i remember uh, in 2012 2013 when when the new startup ecosystem had just started and the flip cards and the ola started getting funded at that point of time the kind of checks that used to be written um was purely on an idea stage but now those things are not possible Right, so we I I just want to understand what is the perspective, what is the mindset of an investor,
1: and what are their non-star metrics, and how their star has evolved with
2: time. Yeah, definitely.
1: So we'll we'll just uh, you know break it up into simple, easy stuff so that it's a very clearly understood uh, thought process. See, remember that for an investor, few years back there were less companies, the sectors also were less, and the and the fact that you know the, the markets themselves were maturing. But now if you see because of the 5G telecom and uh, the way that COVID has, of course, you know, brought in reduced and or maybe increased the digital divide depending on the perspective. So because of that, the things don't change. Time memorial also investor wants returns. Ultimately they make their money when there's a proper exit. Mm -hmm. So when an exit happens, that's when they make their money and you must understand it. That's what they will always concentrate and focus on. Of course, an investor would, would invest in, in a, In sectors where they have a deeper understanding where they know that they can also add value to the founder so let's break this up into the when you say investor right it could be even your family and friends are investing it could be or if you know if you're if you have a strong LUM network and they all come together and then you have angel networks not just dexter angels but so many others are there we are collaborating and working with so many other angel networks why because we believe that we can all collectively put in a lot of support and we can collectively make sure that we can help these founders to grow now what is growth as such as well? it's not just about money or uh, customer whatever happens we are giving them the guidance that they need okay and uh, some investors will say of course the larger vcs they actually sit on the board they'll actually be working with the with the startup founder and the founding teams and the leadership teams very very closely to make sure that you know the MIS is perfect, the corporate governance and due diligence is done. Think about this, the kind of effort that is being put by the investor, they put in their own due diligence, they put in their own teams, they make sure that there are platforms that they're creating. So whether it's an angel syndicate or a VC, they are here to support the founders. It doesn't matter whether they're on 10 investments or hundred investments. They will put in their teams to back you up because ultimately all this will have to lead to exits. When follow-on rounds happen, exits happen is when they make money. Now, because there is so much of competition, say when you say a tech or you say fintech or SaaS or you know there are so many sectors within that. At the same time, there are hundreds of companies trying to fight for the same uh, custom you know, customer pie, wallet share. There's hundreds of companies trying to grab the investors' attention. So, it, sometimes it yes we slip up. People don't respond back on time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So all these kind of challenges happen, right? But believe me, and I mean, I can say this with tremendous confidence and, uh, you know, the insight that they genuinely care. They want to get back. No one wants to miss out. They know that they are there because there are great founders or there great startups are there and they can invest in them. What are the things that they will look out for is the founding team. How big is the sector? Can this team actually address it? They will do a lot of uh, due diligence on the founders, right? Who are they? What are they? I mean, what kind of reputation do they have? And, and, and alum networks, right? They will talk to people that you don't even know that you, they should. They would be talking to. But there's a lot of background checks that happens. They will understand whether the industry is really ready to you know grow. And uh, that's why they'll get their exit. Only when lots of investments uh, come in, when to sectors which are hot because they know that this is going to grow. But at the same time, there are failures. At the same time, there are you know unfortunate uh, closures happen, et cetera, et cetera. So they try to... Uh, be careful and uh, get in as much information as they can about the sector, about the capability. Can the founders take stress? Can the founders really not just sit and say wherever they're sitting, but can they expand globally? And this is something very critical because if you if you only try to do small cities, small cities, you only really grow so much and then getting a bigger investments, bigger exits are difficult. So they will look at global scale, they will look at the sector, they will definitely study what are the policies and regulations. I mean, you know, the controversies that are happening, challenges that are happening, especially in fintech and blockchain and whatever the whole Web3 and um, you know, NFTs or the crypto thing, whatever. Right? They'll be very careful about, uh, the, like you know, will something go wrong where because of, for no fault of anyone else, regulations change, policies change, can it collapse? Can an entire sector face trouble? We know what happened during COVID, right? So the co-working, co-living, etc. all these places. But they're making a comeback now. So the investors will watch the future trends. Okay, now it's down, but next few years there can be tremendous growth. There are terminologies that we hear about called patient capital, right? But just be careful that you know capital can only be a few years because they have a thesis. Investors who have taken money from pension funds or governments or larger entities or sovereign governments, etc. Cetera, etc., cetera, they have to also return that money back in a few years. Okay, so these are some of the things. And it's important to understand this because if you don't, as a founder, you must think from the point of view of the investor, you must do your research work. You, many of the investors have actually come for, as entrepreneurs. If you realize that in many of the VC companies or family office, et cetera, et cetera, there are founders who are taking decisions and are you know, getting involved with other founders before a check is written because they have been through that and they know what has happened. And I want to again stress corporate governance, due diligence, the, the checks that are and balances that are happening around diversity, inclusion, environmental goals, et cetera, et cetera, very serious and they're looked into as a very clear mandate by a lot of VCs and family offices, Pay attention to these things. And then you'll be, then as a founder, you can gel well with the various analysts or with the principals, et cetera. So keep these perspectives in mind. And I would love to take a small break here and get back to Sohel. If there are any other thought processes or inputs, so
0: so 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 fr- from what I understand, Vijayata, sir, ki number one, I think the non-star metric for them for any investor who puts in money is the exit, right? So they basically try and understand what is my possibility of getting an exit here. So irrespective of whether a company is doing good or bad, or whether a founder is really good, or if the company is really you know. Uh, let's say there is a company which is bootstrapped and which does a lot of revenue they don't need or probably but they are in an industry which probably will not get a follow on investment so usually the investors would try and stay away from it correct me if i'm wrong i'm just trying to understand the the mindset mindset of an investor so so from what i understand is uh, exits are the ma- major major thing that any investor kind of chooses. ultimately they are answerable right
1: they are answerable to that yeah. Like, without making money how will they support exactly. a large team no, no, how will no, because... they be able to raise more funds see, remember a VC or a family office also keeps raising money mm, mm, they mm. go back to the people who have given them money or they if you see you know, new fund announcement fund 2, fund 3 mm. so they are also being uh, judged they are also being, exactly. uh, their track record is being looked into No, so this
0: is exactly the point which I am trying to stress at is because a lot of people don't understand and they sometimes have a very hard, uh, they have sometimes hard feelings towards people who have said no to them, even when, you know, they think that their idea is really brilliant, but the investor probably has said no. So what I'm trying to stress out here is that because they have they have a very different metric that they are chasing, it's it's not that they don't want to see you successful, it's just that probably you're not fitting into their portfolio at that point in time. Um So this is one uh, one point. And guys, in case you have any questions, please type it down in the chat section. We'll take it up in the the Q&A. Any kind of questions which kind of, uh, you know, you get while you're listening to this conversation, please put these out in the chat as well. So uh, Vijayta, sir, I basically want to understand a little bit more about the money which a VC firm technically raises as well. So from what I understand, so I want to understand... uh, so okay. technically a vc firm is also like a startup only right so every startup like they have to raise money a vc vc firm has to raise fun, money as in that is the that is how a vc firm operates right so they basically accumulate a lot of funds funds from family offices xyz and different sources and then they pool in that money and then they start investing it in different places very similar to the way a trader works if i am if i if i'm you know right with that analogy that they basically diversify that money in such a manner that there is a certain number of amount of return that they can expect, right? So what are the numbers, right? So if I want to quantify this, that let's say, number one, what are the sources from which uh, an investor usually gets money? Number two, what are the kind of returns that they are expected to make and give back? Because if you're if you looking at a 20%, 30% return, so that to any anyone can make from putting it in the stock market only, right? Why would anybody want to invest via a VC firm? What is the mindset there, and and what are the expectations from a VC firm once they basically pick up the money from the family offices?
1: Sure. So all this is uh, you know shared very openly by the VCs. For example, they they what, they'll have a management fee kind of thing. Supposing they raise hundred rupees, at least two to three rupees is actually going to be used to pay salaries to run the operations of the fund. Okay. And it'll be minimum three years because you can't really do three years, five years. It all depends whether that, that you know, how long that money can be kept in the startup and follow-on runs, put in tranches, etc. And then, of course, within the VC also, there will be subject matter experts. So, some might be looking, they might look only at SaaS. They may look only at fintech. So, you see a lot of specialization also happening. Okay. So, every VC is different. Okay. And then also remember that what does it ultimately mean? They have to give they have to give some returns back to the people who are giving them the money. And from that money that they made as profits, they keep as a carry. So that carry is then used to, you know, expand the teams, reinvest, and also to, you know, make sure that none of the startups go down just because of certain aspects that happen. You know, like how COVID came in or some or something that happened. You know, just not in the control of everyone. So the VCs also are, as I said, very clearly they are responsible. They like, supposing if you don't understand uh, a certain sector and then you try to invest in it. Just because you like the founder or something, it'll be a disaster, right? Because founders may be great, and but you're not understood the technology, you're not understood how big the market is, and you have done a blind. You, know, you okay? If luck plays a, a role, then you're okay. But what if you're not done proper due diligence? I want to again stress on that. Okay, Every, any in any business, due diligence is a very critical. Understanding the market and the sector is very different, and it's very important to you know what could be the forces that could be on your side or could be against you. Right, So if you t- if you try to build something only for, say, the elite of India, which is a very, very small minuscule market and there's so much of competition, you know, we have to scale up. Or if you build something for Bharat, but then if there's no pay, if the customers or the consumers or the users don't have the ability to pay, you can never scale up. And uh, that's, so this is, these are some of the things that the VCs will look for, they will talk to pension funds, they talk to government. So I'll just give you a quick inside the uh, thought processes. Remember. And you can you know just uh, research this also Temasek is there from singapore they're a government uh, you know partly funded by the government of singapore they of course will look at singapore and they'll also put in a certain amount of money into other startups right? and then there are some funds which are having global presence you have uh, people like uh, sequoia or softbank or you have goldman sachs and their funds etc so they it could be very or, or some vcs say okay we only invest in indian startups that was are in india we talk about them then there are some people like Saha Fund, which is run by Ankita, and then you have NQPA, etc. They will focus only on women, where the women founders are playing a very very key role. It is being led by a woman founder. They believe that they should back these kind of uh, you know, funds. Then there will be people like Fireside Ventures, which looks at D2C, like Anvulji and his team, excellent people. They have backed some of the finest D2C startups when it was not even such a big name and it was not even coined, like you no know, direct to customer, no one really understood what that, but they they believe they they walked the talk, they supported the founders and, and you know, they've, they've seen a lot of success stories. Then if you come, there is Bloom, which does early. So they, they, it's all public information, how much money they put in, what is their portfolio, what are the kind of sectors that they put in, et cetera, et cetera. Now, of course, people are talking about new age technologies and uh, metaverse. And we don't know really know what that is going on. That's high risk. And uh, we also know what has happened with uh, some of these new age companies on blockchain, NFTs and crypto. Things are very, very tough, very, very bad. If they got out at the right time they're superstars but if they're stuck they're really badly stuck and you know we really don't know how much money will they be able to uh, get out also remember that where does the original source of money comes industrial houses hnis exactly. pension funds governments so when stock markets are doing well they have had exits from the stock market they might have sold some companies they have corpuses so they keep some of it aside for themselves and some of it they put into some say four or five funds they'll put it right if you see there are general partners and lead partners, etc. of the funds who actually go out and talk and raise money for the VC from the ecosystem or from the community or from wherever. It could be from Abu Dhabi, it could be from Qatar, it could be from Saudi Arabia, it could be from Singapore, it could be from USA, it could be from India itself or Japan or Korea. So there are many funds and I mean in India itself there are more than 250-300 VCs if not more who are active at different stages, different sectors and it's all public domain uh, that is available for the founder. So why I'm saying this is that spray and uh, pray kind of thing is not really advisable. You should reach out to the right kind of uh, investors because think of the time that you're wasting or using up. And you also have to run business, right? The founder has to run the business. He has to grow. He has to, he or she has to hire. So be very, very careful in terms of the time and energy and money that you put in. If you just reach out to the wrong investors and you're not going anywhere. So be careful. And there is no such thing as uh, not having enough knowledge or not having enough time. You must do your market risk, must talk to the right people. You must understand the portfolio. See, uh, can I also give you one more thing? Like if you know that this company, though they're into FinTech, they already invest in a certain s- sector of FinTech in multiple companies, you are just one more while they would like to maybe focus on the startups that they've already put in money. So these kind of things make a big difference to founders. And and remember that uh, it's, these are critical small things, but make a big difference. So, so I'll take a pause here and I hope I could answer most of the elements of your question. So I guess one of the takeaways is basically
0: uh, the due diligence bit. So one is the market. That, uh, you know, how big is the market? So whenever a new wave comes in, a lot of investors usually try to get in is because one... So one is this whole FOMO factor, which kind of rides in the in the investor ecosystem. Uh, I just want to understand why is there this FOMO? So is this because they want to get the right company uh, at the right time at the lowest valuation possible, or why why exactly is is this is this FOMO factor there? Indeed. So for if one person puts in money. In a company then you see hundreds of others also putting in, in the same company and nobody if their comparator
1: is there they usually get silent. and why does that happen We should realize that these investors are the most uh, smartest people in the room they are extremely well educated they, they talk to each other they discuss things etc etc okay and also it is about uh, skill when they see an opportunity and they see that this is the kind of uh, founder and star, and look it's a rarity right it's not the best. You have to really dig to get the diamonds out. And even with your best of research, you will make a mistake. Okay, So at Dexter Capital, of course, we are investment bankers. We take startups who are raising the series A and above you know, 4 million, 5 million, whatever. We take them out into the market. Right? And we talk to ABCs. We talk to family offices. We talk to people who would be willing to put in someone. And you never, I mean, no way will you see in any of the startups that only one person or two persons or something has... Put in money, they all de-risk themselves. Mm-hmm. And they believe that the collectively, they will uh, work together, they will help these start founders to grow, they will help these founders to get best hiring, they will help them with PR, etc, etc, etc. So these are all very critical elements. So I don't want to get into these headlines of FOMO and terminologies like that. So uh, they do their own due diligence, right? They're also answerable, they have their lawyers, they mm-hmm. have their chartered accountants, they have their board, they have their advisors, so we assume that there will be a lot of uh, you know, digging deep into the founders, et cetera, et cetera. And they're taking bets. Everything, there is risk. Mm-hmm. Things can go wrong. Who thought about what COVID could come and you know, the travel industry, so, yes, the COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's nothing, nothing is uh, certain in life, but you take calculated risks and then you back the founders so to make sure that the founders can grow. So ultimately by doing that, you will also make sure that your money, whichever you put in as an investment at whatever stage, Will also be uh, taken care of, and it's also a trust factor, right? I mean, we have LUM networks, we have people like you know, we have, we ourselves have a Dexter Angels is a network of angels, mm-hmm. so they believe that yes, you know, you are very good at this, I'm very good at this, X is very good at that. We can provide some you know tremendous value add to the startup and the founders. Someone would be very good in technology, someone would be very good in opening doors. The third person could be very good in uh, you know just PR. Yes, shouting out for these founders and taking them to the next level. Mm-hmm. So everyone brings in value and a lot of headlines are there, but we should just learn to ignore that. And uh, look, investments is also about the you know customer money, profits, mm-hmm. family, friends, take working capital, take loans and paid back. So there's so many ways that you can prove as a founder that you're doing the right thing. And then that's the belief system that will be created.
3: When oh, investors
1: wow. also see that, you know, the governance is very good. The thought processes, the dignity of the founders and the way they're approaching and tackling the situation, they would love to back these kind of founders. So make oh, yourself wow. uh, irresistible. you know, I mean, like make the investors want to yeah, back yeah. you. Know, that's the yeah, key. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think uh, one of the things that I want to touch upon here, I, I'll, I have one more question. After that, we'll open it up for the audience and I will continue asking questions post one or two questions. Uh, one I want to understand what is the structure of a of a VC firm. I mean the org structure. Like what is the org structure usually like? I've seen that the teams are usually very small, but there is a huge chunk of work that each one of these people do. So, what's the org structure
1: like of a VC? Firm? Yeah, so it's all it's all public information. Whether you take Matrix or you take Sequoia or you take any of these big guys, or Waterbridge or Bloom or whoever it is. So they'll have the GPs and LPs. They are the ones who actually run the fund, right? There would be like like Nabilish Bajaj is the MD of uh, Matrix, who is a big. Then you have Nexus, and then you have all these guys, and then you have uh, uh, India. I'm just talking India now. I'll not go too much into the you know what how foreign funds operate. Uh, so the the main people will be the like GPs, LPs, the, the the top guys, and then you have a lot of uh, like people who are say partners or principals, right? And uh, next, if you go below that, you have senior analysts and analysts, right? You now, many of these analysts would have come from the banking industry or they come from consulting firms. And they would be very, very, very good in doing, you know, very deep dive into sectors, into startups and understanding whether the market is big enough, etc. Et okay? And uh, look, there are no right answers or wrong answers here. I mean, I could keep talking for two hours and I'm not even going to scratch the surface. But uh, what matters here is that uh, don't you don't necessarily have to approach the GP or LP directly, right? You can approach a partner or a principal, etc, etc. Because ultimately, whatever comes in will be taken to the analysts, right? They will go through it, they'll dig deep, there'll be investor calls, they'll they'll ask for MIS, they'll ask for a lot of information about how you're tackling the problem, what is your moat, what is your USP, and that is where it is very clear that there are elements about a VC and the way they do it, and look, this is all, whatever I'm telling you is public information. Their thesis, their portfolios, their people, everything is out there. So dig deep, as founders it is it is hard work but there is no shortcuts so that way what will happen is said you will get to know a lot of information and then i think very critical and this is something that people keep missing out is as founders find out the, some of the people who are there in the vc's portfolio and talk to the founders
0: okay yeah. so I,
1: why i'm why i'm why i'm giving you not just about a structure of a vc or how they raise money or what is the org structure or whatever it is it's, it goes very deep right there will be interns there will be people who are working on research reports and people who will be analyzing the research reports also. Like all the top five, six consulting companies take out a lot of reports. Zinov takes out reports, NASCOM takes out reports, CII takes out report where they talk about, you know, this, this industry, this, uh, this is what policies are. The government themselves, if you go to startup India also, they have so many affiliated funds we over there. Right. So these are why I'm talking about all these things is like one is a structure, but the TCS, the portfolio, like what kind of exits, if any, that they've had? What are they doing? Their programs, their open houses. As founders, take time to just kind of understand this aspects very deeply, because that helps you. And then when you're talking to the investor, when you're done your research work, those conversations go much you know super fast. Rather than you asking them all kind of questions, they asking a lot of questions. Think about this: they want a found great founding team. They want to know make sure that the addressable markets, etc. Cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you are capable to address it. Understand this, it's not just that the market is very huge. So great, so what? There'll be hundreds of people chasing the same thing. So what is your USP? What is the deep mode that you have created? How strong is your technology? How great is your team with complementary, supplementary skills? This is what a VC would look for, right? And then if you understand who the partners are, if you understand the principles, and if you understand who's the senior analyst, and you know whether they really, they have done a lot of work. They, many of them are public, right? They talk about the kind of research work they've done. they does it also. They recently published so many reports. Whether it's on EV and so many, there are drone reports, EV industry reports, etc. Go through it, because why do they do that? Is because they want to also talk to the finest of the founders as right? well, mm-hmm. They also need to make money, right? Ultimately, it's not about just that I've raised a lot of money; I'm a big shot VC. Mm-hmm. Wealth creation is a critical angle of it, right? So Excellent. we at uh, Dexter also keep talking about that, right? Like how exactly do you in- invest in new age companies? How do you do the research work? How do you approach the right people? How do you make the matchmaking? So these are things public information. So again, I'm going to take a pause to understand more about what you want to talk about and what the audience wants to talk about. So
0: I think research is a major, major angle for all you Now They basically dig deep and go into the industry and try and understand which, where is the need gap, which is going to grow the most. And then they basically try and figure out that, okay, so these are the companies which are basically operating in this ecosystem. So let's find the best of the lot and then basically make a move. So usually is it inbound, outbound? Because I'm sure that there is a lot of inbound. There's a lot of trash. Whoever I've spoken to, whoever is in the VC ecosystem, they say that they have mind-boggling number of pitch decks which come in every day. And and siphoning through it itself is a big headache for them. And 99% of the pitch decks are trash. So, so how what's what's the usual modality? Like, is there a chance that a good company usually slips by and you really can't do anything about it? And you later on know that hey, there's something which is a
1: many portfolio. I said no to them and later on became a success. Yeah. So again, there's no right or wrong answer, and it's almost impossible to look at you know everything in the like you know, so so that's what, what founders should also do is create a one pager and also create a more elaborate one and then say that, okay, if you're interested, I can send you more information. Because that's Mm. what uh, really works, right? Get the one pager with all the critical information for them to take a decision whether they want to have a longer call. So we also get a lot of uh, inbound and we take those calls. we, We fix up time and do a deep dive. We ask them for some information, et cetera, et cetera, which will help us to make the decision better. So you should always, for the founders, I would say that think from the investor point of view, a VC or a family office or early stage, Depending on you know what what kind of funding you're looking for and what is the right information that they want, and that's why you do the research work. And if you do a you know spray and supposing like okay I said if X investor is only D2C and you're some SaaS or fintech founder and you're trying to chase them, they will also think yeah why is this guy why these people you know writing to us because we don't really look at this domain. Mm-hmm. So think about it from those angles also. And if there's someone who does only seed or early stage investments. And you know you are asking them for uh, you're not you just have an idea and but you asking for ten million dollars would they really reply back to you? Maybe not. So what really matters here? Once again, fundamental research work. Just take and it doesn't take too much effort, right? Just do it properly, do it correctly. Talk to a few more founders, and I encourage that you know it's such a warm and giving ecosystem. Mm-hmm. People are going to you know all the various events that happen, the mixers that happen, the conferences, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because this is where you can really get a pulse of what is happening in industry. You can meet the right folks. You can have, you know, very, uh, simple, but elegant and very focused conversations with the right folks, so that investment of time, energy, money into networking, into understanding what exactly a VC is looking for, et cetera, will help the founder and vice versa also, right? Even all the investors also are out there, right? They send their teams out to meet people, go for demo days. And uh, you know, go for the speed networking events that keep happening all over, all over the country. So this is hard work. This is a lot of effort. You can still make mistakes. You may still miss out. Maybe the founder couldn't articulate properly, though they're a great bunch of folks, and they couldn't really explain the technology, or it's a newfangled technology which the investor couldn't understand. Many things could happen. And you know, like again, there's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of uh, you know things that can be done. But make it easy for each other. That's what I say as a community person. And uh, magic will happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, great golden words. Uh, I will basically take a pause and I'll take a question, I'll take the questions from the group. So, Shyam, so all of you guys who have put in the questions there, please switch on your video if you want to speak directly to Sir. So, Kishan, Akhil, and Ashwin, uh, who wants to go first? Who has the video on? That is my question, uh, Ashwin. Do you want to go? Because you have a long question. Akhil and Kishan, either of you guys can also go. So first is Kishan. Kishan, do you want to go? Chandrakanda, yeah, I... yeah, yeah, Chandra yeah. I'll take you in as well. Just hold on. So Kishan, have you switched on your video? Yeah, please go ahead
4: yeah so uh Vijita, sort of, basically i connected uh, with you over whatsapp al- also and uh, uh, we are supposed to connect back very soon but yeah before that i found this particular event i thought of uh, joining you here try understanding on a public forum so i had a specific question so uh, we are in a stage where we are looking to add a very uh, useful resource because i'm a first time founder as you're mentioning right Our networking is a key asset uh, researching again uh, becomes a key aspect of the overall journey to move to a next level when you are either uh, trying to raise funds. So in this scenario, our approach was, I spoke to a couple of founders that uh, why don't you have an expert or basically as an advisor who is uh, also uh, basically who is coming at an intersection of investment and subject matter expertise. So since we are into mobility ecosystem, an investor who might have invested into mobility platform, an angel investor, Get him on board as an investor, uh, uh, basically as an advisor. Who will also invest, but also get you those important introductions, or uh, will at least uh, the person will point you which direction to look for. So, uh, how do you find that particular advisor? I'm yet to basically. I'm not able to find that particular specific because we are into mobility platform, and that also SaaS. So uh, still uh, in India, as of now, uh, to be honest, our mobility ecosystem is not that evolved as compared to FinTech or some other solutions, but yeah, uh, how do you find that advisor? Where do you look? Uh, what are the key pointers? How do you connect? And uh, yeah, you can let me know this.
1: Vishen, I will explain this to everyone, not just to you. There are few things here. Number one is be very, very cautious in terms of the legal angle. Yes. Yeah. So do you have a lawyer? Do you have someone who who can draft these kind of agreements for you? It's very critical. Number one. Number Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So number one. Number two, but be careful. If if, because if you make a mistake there, then you're in deep trouble. Sure. Okay. Number two. Number two is that look, there are a lot of industry bodies like Thai or NASCOM, whatever, which you can you know you can become a member of, etc. etc. So you you know you widen your horizon. Mm. You should not just say that okay, I spoke to one, two people. And I think they were good. And I uh, know be careful because again you have to issue you know the more knowledge. And this is also your way of building industry relevance, industry connections, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. Number three is that when you are you paying them money, can you afford to pay them money? What are they giving you this advice and offers for? Mm-hmm. And what is the contract that you're going to have with them? What is the give and take, etc., etc. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're giving them too much of advisory shares or something, your next round of funding will be bad because okay. they will, yeah, they will, yeah, the investor will just say, Look, you're giving away too much. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and you're not you're not very clear on what value you're getting. And why can't you do the sales yourself?
4: Mm.
1: Why can't you go out and you know you make a list of 15-20 people that you should be talking to as customers and you should be talking to them? Right. You should be as a as a founder, you must be able to open doors and do the first sales. Okay. So yes, you're taking a shortcut, but can you afford that shortcut in terms of money? And how do you evaluate the right person? What is your evaluation metrics? How do you know that this person will actually help you? And will actually be able to not just give you connections, but open the door for you, sit with you, you know, tweak your product, etc. So there are so many parameters. Have you drawn a checklist of that? Uh, not exactly. So I just yeah, have it. two. Must spe- do that. So I, I just do. have two specific requirements. So very specifically, uh, I'm giving a requirement now. Dish. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving a requirement. Unless and until you have made that checklist, until and unless you have made your, you know, you have gone out and met more and more industry folks, gone for mixers in that section, gone for a conference, you are going to. Walk into a landmine of your own making.
4: Got it. So, just a small follow-up question for that. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll make I'll work on that particular checklist. So, as per as our team internal requirement and the stage we are in, so we have we already have a good pipeline of twenty plus corporates ready to use our solution. We specifically at this stage require an advisor who will join jump as an angel investor, but also
1: help us with the. Raising put it out of- on LinkedIn. No, make a nice okay. note and put it out on LinkedIn. Let people uh, revert back to you. Got it. And what is the
4: compensation that you decide? So we have a... That's, between you. That's between you and that uh, that person. Okay.
1: Right?
4: Any market standards that we have to follow? No, or is it like-
1: there are no market standards. It's your ability to negotiate and convince. Okay. But be clear on what outcomes you want, Kishan, because this is where the danger zone is. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. They, will, they will also negotiate, right? They know that yes. it is your need. They will convince you to pay them a lot or give you a lot of... Or to give stake in the company and whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's not linked to milestones and actual outcomes, you will be the loser, Kishan. So that's why do you have a lawyer? Have you understood what is NDAs? Have you understood what is contracts? Have you understood what is, you know, what kind of services you have to draw for an advisor? And you say, okay, you're supposed to give me specifically this, this, these things. Mm -hmm. And and you know, unless you do all that, it's very dangerous. Okay. So unless you have your detailed checklist, Kishan, and not just for you, Kishan, buddy, it's for Mm -hmm. everyone. Sure. I've seen too many disasters happen yeah. where you're not ready, you're not prepared. And then advisors say, boss, you took me as advisor, I, you were not ready, you didn't ask me the right questions, you were not prepared, you didn't have a checklist, but you still had to pay me, you still had to give me my share, you know, whatever, if it's a shares or whatever it is, right? And then it can get you into deep trouble later on when you go for you know, institutional investing, they'll say like, boss, you wasted money, you've given uh, shares to someone, you've messed up your cap table. How are you going to handle all that, Kishan? got it so think about this i would just want you to be very i mean I, I read your question also on the chat mm. but i but think about what i'm trying to, to explain to you that makes you sense. do your own yeah, yeah yeah be more careful do your own due diligence first makes sense it's totally not ready made huh? this is not just come that you know okay EV industry okay let me go to say amit gupta of uh, yulu or or i'll go to but it doesn't work that way right they're all running their own company true so, Cool. Thanks. Makes sense. Thank you for the yeah. point. But, but make a checklist. Nice. Make a checklist, please. Yeah. We'll you
0: know, this, this, this is something which is actually a very important uh, point, Vijayata, sir, because a lot of people uh, don't really know what they want. They just want a mentor. They just want an advisor. But they don't know what kind of help that they need from them. Yeah. And then you are playing in a in a qualitative field now. This is very subjective then. And then if you don't have milestones, if you don't put in goals, not just for yourself, but also with the kind of, uh, you know, association that you want with that person, it, it becomes very, very difficult. A lot of people make this mistake, even with agencies and service providers, you know, they take people on as a, re- a ship, and then they realize that there is no work that they're getting done from them. It's just paying them money. Uh, cool. Uh, we'll move on to the next question. So, uh, Ashwin, are you ready? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, okay, uh, ready.
2: Sir, literally, thanks for the uh, advice support. support. <laughs> it was really a kind of uh, uh, opening uh, our third eye uh, through it. Uh, sir, basically, this is Ashwin, and uh, we are electric electric uh, vehicle startup. Uh, initially, we worked on electric car uh, due to some cash intensive process. We cannot uh, go further, further ahead. So, we tried to apply some government grants, uh, but uh, we were up, uh, shortlisted for the final rounds. Some were uh, neglected since it's a cash-intensive, so they neglected some. Uh, said uh, that uh, some some uh, some reasons. So now we are working on the Celtic cycle startup for past uh, six months. So uh, we are getting a good traction in it in the sense of pre-orders. Like uh, we have got more than 20 plus pre-orders unofficially. So we have not yet registered the company. But uh, why we are not registered is like uh, we are trying to uh, get some bank loans from. Uh, uh, our local uh, locality. So uh, uh, what the point is uh, when when we're getting uh, bank loan, they're asking us to uh, create the current account in their uh, uh, bank only. So we didn't uh, register the uh, company so far. Uh, registering the company is not a big deal for us. So it just takes um, uh, one and a half weeks or uh, two weeks for the private limited entity. So that is the uh, one question and the uh, second part is so in uh, in what metrics investors evaluate uh, to back us like uh, we are electric uh, cycle startup so we have uh, got um, uh, 20 plus pre orders but still we uh, we have more uh, milestones ahead so what will be the your suggestions to uh, follow up so that uh, we could um, get good uh, metrics in series a like that so.
1: Have you got any money yet from family and friends? Ah uh, you... yes,
2: sir. Fully, fully, we are
1: bootstrapping only, sir. We are not uh, got yeah, yeah. any. Investors. So don't don't think about Series A funding and all that right now, right? Your pre-product, your pre-MVP and all that kind of thing. You have to convince your network. Yeah, I'm getting okay. And see, and taking working capital and uh, all that is also difficult because if you're if you're taking a loan, you have to service that loan. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. So that's why. So yeah, yeah. So where is your revenue coming from? If it, if there's no revenue. And then you take a loan, and then you know whatever the collaterals are like given up. So Make be sure. careful on that. Get money from your networks, yeah. First, and okay. get some products out there, or you know, see. Look, if you can convince your customers, you say you have 20 pre-orders. Will they like people? You know, will they be willing to pay you a small advance, which you can use to build a prototype, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? These are the ways to go about it. Hmm? But register the company. I mean, you need a proper company. Yes, sir. As you cannot get anything, right? Nothing can be done. Yes, sir. Sure, sir. Yeah, yeah. So registering the yes, company sure, is the sir. first question. Second question would be also like, you know, like if you're hiring, like, you know, what are the kind of people you're going to hire? What is the differentiation between you and say, if you're doing electric bike, I'm just saying, right? There are about 15, 20 brands right now, which are, you know, well-funded and doing extremely well. So what's going to be the difference between you and them? And why would the customer cannot trust you? See, you may have pre-booking, but they're not paid any money, right? Yeah, yeah I'm getting it, sir. Yeah, yeah. so then that, that has no value. Unless there's some intent is there, some proof of booking is there, and you're a proper entity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if they give you some money, how long are you telling them? Will it take you two months, three months, six months to give them back that? No? So I mean, I'm just saying, so don't get into these pre-orders without money. That's not proof, Ashwin, Okay. Raise money yeah, from um, family and friends. Yeah, that's the way it should be.
0: Yeah, getting it. Yeah.
1: Cool. Thanks a lot, Ashwin, for that question.
0: Thank you, okay. Ashwin. All the best. Ch- thank you. Chandrakant, are you there? Hello. Putting you
1: in. I think he's still on mute. Huh? Something has happened. We can't wait, wait. Wait,
0: wait. Am
1: I audible now? Yeah, now yes, you're
5: audible. Yes, you yeah, yeah. Hi, Swaila. Hi, vijita So Hi, so my, my question is very pretty simple, uh, I, like, I understand like the uh, cost constraints are there, but uh, like, if, you are, if I'm developing something which requires particular uh, amount of capital, right? And even if you deploy it, and maybe, uh, and maybe it's, uh, what do you call that, maybe it's MVP stage also requires a pretty good amount of capital, what I'm building right now, right? So, my understanding is, uh, maybe I'm, I'm building something around Web3, but I just had an understanding that can I make it work in Web2 also? So why should I leap into a technology if that is not required, mm. right? Because I, when I studied and researched, I found that many of the starters which, which are in Web3, they could be easily done in Web2 and would have been doing good rather mm. than uh, doing it in Web3. So my confusion was there. But if I do in Web3, I'm more profitable if I see the numbers. If I do in Web2, I can still work that out. But my, some, maybe at some places my profitability is not that much and because the technology is providing me those factors. So is it more like selling two words? Or is it a good thing that, yeah, I'm heading towards uh, understanding that if it's okay, then also I have have something to take care of.
1: See, ultimately, it's about the users and it's about the people that you want to back you up, right? Which includes your team or your investors or customers, right? Basically, whoever is going to pay you. And uh, look, there's a lot of hype around Web3, but if it's Web2 guys are not sleeping, correct? They're also rich. They've got deep pockets. They've got fantastic people to build. Products and it won't take them much effort to get into the Web3 thing and tokenizations or payment gateways or whatever it is. Right? I mean, let's be careful. I don't use it. Think about crypto and all that kind of thing, because really India, if you are doing for India, you're going to get into a regulatory block of wood and wall. And that's making going to make sure that you can't grow forward. So what matters is your customer, Yeah, if you're going to be able to build a product that you're willing to pay for, and you're going to use that to enhance technology. Because I think 5G is going to be, you know, formally inaugurated by Jio, I think next week in about 15, 20 cities, et cetera, et cetera. So you're going to have a lot of new technologies, new support coming in, right? Correct. But then if you really want to do something is do it, get some customers, get some users, get some traction, get some proof of concepts. And then you will also know what you need to do. So it's not about having Web3 for the sake of having Web3, no? Okay, so yeah. what's up late about Web3? Because Why should I, as a user, I mean, does it help me in any way, or just uh, yes, you're you're in love with the technology? It's about sales. It's about traction. It's about convincing the right people, your right target segments. Uh, f- focus on that, Chandrakan. That's yeah. more. So there's nothing a, wrong with right? it. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Same, so be careful. Be careful. You're asking for an opinion when I don't even yeah, know your product. Completely. Uh, <laughs> I'm there's no opinion. So. I have no opinions, buddy. Huh? Uh,
5: okay. Sure. Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, so much Build, build
1: and on. get make money. Make yeah. money. Get customers to pay for your product. Then you're okay. Got it. Uh thank you so much. Oh welcome. Good.
0: Thank you. So next, Elaine is there. Elaine, if you have your
3: video on, only then will you be allowed. Okay. So Elaine, I hello. Hello. Uh, yes, I. I am Alain. I I am the acting founder of Alinoim Incorporated. And uh yes, we have as working prototype or products. Uh tvs and uh, computers that we produce and we enhance some key properties of these electronic devices and we also have other products that we uh, w- we have already currently been working on or uh, in the background though uh, it's true it's not market test yet for those other products but the ones that are market test so far is the tv and the computer so now my question is uh, I we there is this event I'm to so, uh attend. And uh, first I don't know the, 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 the key stakeholders that will be present there and uh, uh because the, the, the initiators of these events have not given an open details of the number of persons or who is going to attend the event and how the person is going to attend the event. And so uh, I find it hard to know how I'm going to target the the networking. I find it hard to know uh, who exactly I'm going to network with and uh, how I'm going to do that. Nextly, uh, these products we plan not just to uh, uh, target a few sets of customers or clients, but uh, we plan to go on a very large scale uh, by 2028. But for our current budget or estimated budget for this phase, we are estimating uh, $10 million, which we believe will be able to uh, help us attain our objective for this particular phase. And I would also like to know how am I going to, um, uh, how do we uh, practically value the the, uh, share acquisition associated with these, uh, uh, amounts.
0: So well, I am a bit confused, but I try to, uh, so I'll, 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 I'll rephrase that. So number one, uh, what Elaine is asking is, uh, if he's going to an event in which the agenda is not clear, I mean, he, he doesn't know what kind of people are attending, how should he approach the networking because he doesn't know who to target, right? Number two, he's basically asking about, uh, so uh, Ellen, you were asking about the $10 million of funding that you're looking for.
3: Yes, 10 million. How much of the shares should we, should we associate with the $10 million? How much right.
0: equity, how much equity should that, the, should be a, yeah. yeah.
1: So these are the two questions. Yeah, sure. Mm. So one is that let's imagine that you're going for an event. okay. If it's physical or hybrid or it's uh, whatever, it really depends on whether the organizers, and this is important, right? Always talk to the organizers, know who the organizers are, because they are the right people who can, if you have a good rapport and you build a good relationship with them, they will be the ones who will actually help you out. Okay? People forget this. They only look at the speakers and they're trying to chase the speakers. And obviously, it's almost impossible to crack that. Then listen, there is LinkedIn. You know that these are the speakers. You know that these are the people. You should reach out to them. Okay. So I would advise first, be good to the organizing team because they are the right people who will be able to help you. For example, Sohel, Sohel has done some hundreds and hundreds of these kind of you know, interviews. He's done events all over the country in the last few months, physical. So he knows everyone because he's the one who's inviting the speakers. He's the one who's having a great rapport relationship with them. So you should be good to the organizers. Okay. I'm very clear on that front because people forget this very, very basic courtesy okay number one number two is evaluation is a very very different game okay it is the and until you get a term sheets signed and even after that till the money hits your account you don't know what your evaluation is or whether it's working or not okay so evaluation okay. is a is a is a perspective from the investor who is putting in the money your ability to negotiate how well are you able to portray that whatever you are doing is worth that you know them to put in that 10 million dollars and you should also as a, remember that if you're giving away too much of your equity for just one, two rounds, it's very difficult to understand this, number one. Number two, LN is, have you ever raised any money before? They will look at, uh, anyone who's putting in money will also look at your funding history, they will look at your pedigree, they will look at your background, they will do due diligence, they will talk to your customers, they will talk to people that you've worked with, and only then will they come to this you know, safety parameter that yes, you're worth putting in money. in. Okay, so I'm not sure maybe you came in a little bit later, but we had spoken about that. Yeah. All right, Elaine? Yeah. But be nice to the organizers, the most important thing. And, and learn how to use LinkedIn very, very, very well. Okay, thank you and all the best.
3: Thank you, thank you. La- one last question. Uh, uh, I have the, the, the speaker list. I have the, the organizers contact. But uh, I'm talking of the participants, the VCs that will definitely be available because uh, the, the events actually is an in person. Then you announce it, Alan.
1: I'll tell you what to you do, right? You, when, you're, when you're going for an event or you're attending something, you let the world know that you're going to be there. And then you say, I'm looking forward to meeting uh, VCs or founders or whatever, you put all that out. And maybe okay. someone, if they see interest in you, look, it's also about the other way around, right? It's not just yeah. about what you want. Would they want to talk to you? So how do you get a pull factor going in over there? So that's what you thank have to be focusing on. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Helen. Okay, so we'll take one more question. Uh, Ashwin, you have already asked, in case you have a follow-up question, please put it down in the chat. So Shyam had basically put in a question in the beginning and we kind of missed out on his question. So we just want to revisit that question. And then I have one last question, sir. And then we'll probably close it. Also, Shyam was asking that we are planning to start an IT consultancy service. Now, how we can start, or what can be the process? How to get the clients on board, and how how we can involve an investor in our company? An IT consulting service. Do you think an investor would be interested?
1: is very tough, and uh, if uh, look, what matters is start, right? Because why they will ask you why do you want investment? What will be the see think about exit strategy if they put in 100 rupees into your company which is pre revenue you're not hired anyone you're not got any clients yet well, how will they get an exit after 3 years or 5 years so i think that's a, see, again always think from the investor point of view and then you will be able to crack things better okay so so i guess one more thing is around
0: scale okay vijeta so basically a lot of emphasis is usually on how fast can you scale versus how much revenue can you make or how much profits do you make? Uh, how and where does you know where do these two different matrices get balanced from an investor perspective? Speed versus scale versus profitability. You're on mute, Vijayata. So there
1: are a lot of theories, right, uh, Soel? Uh, if you remember, blitz scaling was the biggest uh, in fashion thing, and a lot of money was pumped into that. Now you also know what's happening with Netflix, right? They're losing subscribers, they're losing people, their evaluation has stumbled, stock prices has taken a thrashing of the century, right? So it's all very different on how it works. Facebook by itself, Meta itself, right? It's called as Meta. I think if you read the headlines, they grew, they were profitable, they had a tough time with their IPO, and then it went down, then it came up, and now again they're having a very, very rough time in the last few weeks. All, all, all tech tech companies are having a rough time. Yeah. So Joe so, let, is let's be careful here, right? Like scale, you no, know, I will grow fast, but what if you don't have money to grow fast? What if you don't have the right team? And what if you are you know, onboarding customers without doing a proper due diligence? And you're not onboarding them in the right manner just to show numbers to your investor. They will start doing due diligence. They will start looking at the quality of your customers, of your data, of your metrics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it uh, doesn't stand scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Right? Then what will happen? You know the headlines that are happening around uh, by Jews and this and that and whatever. It's correct. So that's all I'm saying. Look at the look at history. Read, read the headlines of just recently and of maybe a year back and then compare it to what's happening right now so be very very careful it is not about the scaling up or speed or whatever it is about will you survive when it's, see ultimately the investor will say if you burn too much and you just get rubbish uh, customers who are not really going to contribute or pay or uh, are not the right type then then every other metric fails except for the quantity right your retention is gone people are asking about retention month on month growth and you know all those kind of stuff right are they actually paying you is your unit economics good you have enough runway you have the right team mm-hmm. are you are you not getting into unnecessary controversies and you know harassing customers or whatever it is right so these are there are there are so many metrics which will come out and uh, you know glass door interviews are there where <laughs> people will start checking the quality of your company they will talk to customers they will talk to the partners that you're working with so be careful i mean one has to be very very i mean i don't there's no right or wrong answers so well. it's about being care- you know doing the right thing at the right time for example when you know that uh, you have cash in the bank, you're getting good customers, your unit economics are good, then you should rapidly expand. But if you know that, uh, you know, you have to be careful, the market uh, trends are different, market conditions in your industry sector are not good, and it would be smarter to to conserve money and grow in the smart way without burning yourself up, etc., etc. So at different times, different uh, thought processes and strategies have to be adopted. And the skill set is knowing which one to adopt and reading the market conditions and knowing your team and your customers, your partners really well, I think that's what really matters.
0: I completely yeah. agree. I completely agree. I have one last question. Sure, sure, I think. Um, Ashwin has put in something, he's saying, even now was not articulating exactly. So kindly give some suggestions and tips to do properly, sir. Since 20 pre-orders are even ready to pay full amount after seeing our product, We just kept them on hold till office, official registration. And one of our mentors is going to invest around 12,000 US dollars. So I think step by
1: step, right? Uh, So first is you have to register the company, you have to have a current account. You can't take in money on your your personal account, Mm. right? Number one. Number two is like, what exactly are you signing up uh, these customers with? How long will you take? What is the contract? What is the, you know, you take in the money and then you don't Mm. give the product. What is your Mm. liability? Yeah, I'm getting So uh, we are giving it two months of uh,
2: pre-order time. So uh, now, uh, yeah, so do it now. Register. See, again,
1: I'm saying. Why are you scared of registering the company? Yeah, yeah. First, register the company. Yeah? I mean, see, even now, I can't even talk to you as a startup founder because technically you're not registered as a company. Yeah? So what yes, advice can, can I give answer. you? Uh, so mm, register yeah. the company, man. See, once you register the company, you've got some customer advance. Then if you're, if your mentors or whatever is willing to put in that money, You have to have a shareholder agreement with him. You have to have a term sheet with him. You have to have a current account to get the money. You have to agree on what milestones you're going to give to him, her or her. I'm not sure. So there are so many things that you're supposed to do. So have you got, again, I come back to when we went, I was talking to the previous uh, speakers, right? Where is your checklist? Where is your plan of action? Yeah, where is your plan of action? Only then can I give you advice. Otherwise, no advice, no opinions. Yeah, no Register your company first, Ashwin. Otherwise, sure, nothing will happen, no? Yes, sir.
0: Thank you. Thanks a lot, Ashwin. Okay. So one last question. Uh-huh. I want to talk about competition. Okay, okay. So this is something which a lot of people don't talk about. And this is something which I am also very interested in. Understanding how, I mean, is there competition in the VC ecosystem? Or is it a collaborative effort? So if, let's say, investor A or investor A puts in money in a company, uh, Investor B should ideally also put in money if the company is good, right? Versus uh, you know if there is an investor who' has put in money in company A, company B will try and put money in the competitor and try and grow the service. So I want to understand how does the whole competition aspect work in the VC ecosystem or is it just completely collaborative in all manner?
1: See everyone wants to put in their money in the best startups and they want to get some great uh, exits. That's what happens everywhere. And also remember that even founders want to have the finest uh, you know, people to pack them up, not just with the money, but because they know that many of the larger VCs who have international presence and a large team can open a lot of doors for them and can give them a lot of uh, you know, uh, positive learnings, reaffirmations. They can interact with the pool of you know, whatever the in massive ecosystems that these VCs have and also the other founders. Mm. Okay. So if you see the, again, metrics, right? Go back, who are the biggest investors, the top 10, 15 investors in India in the last five, 10 years, you'll get to know that, right? So you again, it, you break it up, it's early stage, seed stage, angel investing networks like Indian Angel Network, Mumbai Angels, we ourselves at Dexter Angels. So everything, you look at that angle of it. It's not about competing, but everyone wants the best. Everyone wants the best of term sheets. They want the best of, uh, you know, uh, the founders and investors in their portfolio, and it also depends on the stage. For example, if you are an early stage VC, you'll not be able to get uh, and unless you have backed up uh, the founders when they were raising early stage. You can't really touch uh, Series C, Series D kind of founder because it doesn't work for you, right? And then uh, someone who does only Series A and above will not look at early stage, right? They will look at someone who can already has proven, has raised some money, has got some great folks on their cap table, is growing. And then they're ready for the large ticket size. It all depends on the founder and investor matchmaking. I would not say it's about competition because there's plenty of opportunities for everyone. And also many of the VCs have got their own uh, portfolio to take care of.
3: Mm-hmm. So it all
1: depends on what stage they're in. It all depends on market conditions. So there are many, many elements. So well, I mean, I hope I've been able to get touch base upon at least a few of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's not about competition. It's not about fear of losing out or, or missing out or whatever. It's at what stage are you at and and how well are you being able to negotiate, get the best for investors to come into your startup and vice versa. Can the founders decide, okay, these are the three, four investors that we would love to have on our cap table. And they start interacting with them pretty early and uh, convince their people that we are the finest folks and we can really grow and we are serious about what we're doing. We understand the market conditions very well. We have the team to crack it. We get the competitive landscape also. But we can, you know, definitely go ahead. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of conversations, a lot of thought processes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. So. No,
0: so I, I basically, so it's, it's like you know, companies compete, but investors usually collaborate.
1: that's yeah, Everyone, happens. yeah, yeah. See, lead investors, right? Lead investors put in say fifty percent, but mm-hmm. the balance fifty percent, they need three, four other people to come in. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
1: So it's not about. Uh, it's it's definitely not about because everyone has to work together. Yeah? Everyone so, works together. So if there
0: are 50 investors together in one room and there is one company, then there are chances that all of these companies might. So a company will not, sorry, uh, uh, an investor will not, not try to block another investor is what I
1: understand. That thing doesn't happen.
0: No, no, it's not completely really. on the investor. Huh.
1: See, it is ultimately the founder has to sign the term sheet and agree. No. Mm. And mm. again, you, they do their due diligence as simple as that. Mm. Mm. you don't do, do your due diligence, if you're not comfortable, and if you, if you look, you have to work with your investor, right? Because ultimately, yeah. the investor will make his money, his or her money after they get an exit. Mm. So they are mm. going to be batting for you and they're going to be talking to the next, uh, you know, the much larger uh, VCs to make sure that the exit happens because that's when you make money, they make money, it's simple. All right,
0: okay with that i think there are two questions which we missed out we'll just probably take those uh i hope Vijay sir you have time yeah yeah no problem no problem okay so ankit asks as an investor would you be worried if a d2c brand has 70 percent month-on-month growth but so is taking- ankit there and
1: i get it is ankit there? Is, he, is it your own startup that you're asking about or you're just asking a general question is ankit there? Are you there? ankit is not there yeah, he's not there yeah yeah uh-huh.
0: It's a it's a hypothetical question. Yeah, yeah. So forget it. Let's 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 okay. not talk about it. Here. Yeah, Siddhant Raj, Raju is also asking a very generic <laughs> one. So I think we should just let this off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else has anything?
1: See, about founder, ask, chemistry, founder chemistry. Founder so chemistry, I will just touch about that so mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because it's a team that makes things happen, no? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about founder chemistry, it's not that even if things are going wrong, they say, Oh, we are getting along well, very, very well with each other. Even if one, one founder is doing not very smart things, the other founder says, Oh, we have great chemistry, we don't argue, we let things go, and no. I mean, that really, I mean, what is the meaning of founder chemistry? Mm.
3: Right?
1: So you have to be very cautious about that. Founder chemistry is also about having the skill sets to handle situation, to stay as a team, to and un- like everyone has their own strengths, weaknesses, complementary skill sets, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that founder chemistry is that making things happen for the organization, which is right, which is ethical. You're taking care of all the stakeholders, right? Your stakeholders, your other partners, your team, your other co-founders, your investors, and and, and the people that you're working with in the community and ecosystem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what the real task of a founder is. You can't ignore anything. You have to wear multiple hats in a day of different different things. One day sales, one day marketing, one day hiring, one day whatever it is, right? So it's not an easy world. It's not a tough. It's very tough. But uh, founders who have each other's back in the right ethical manner. Is what is really meaning of
0: founder chemistry? I think I think it has nothing to do with investors. I think for your company's survival, I think a co-founder chemistry is, is important. Without a co-founder invest, a co-founder chemistry, yeah. I don't think a company can actually grow. True. So it's as Very simple true. as that. Yeah. Correct. Uh, cool. Anybody else? I think I think we have covered kind of everything. We've touched yeah. upon all aspects, Vujeta sir. Mm-hmm. Uh And this said, uh, this went by so fast. And mm-hmm. This is this is this is an amazing amazing discussion, here Vijayita sir. Yeah, yeah no day. problem, sir. Uh, it's been an amazing amazing uh, time chatting with you, Vijita, sir. How was your experience?
1: Amazing, sir. Thank you so much. I will uh, talk about what Akhil. If okay, I'm not sure if he's there, but he's asked this question about. Uh, we did talk about it. The due diligence that is being done by angels in a pre-seed round. See, mm-hmm. they will look at the founder founding team very closely. There'll be a lot of uh, thought process around uh, corporate governance, due diligence. Like, mm-hmm. what exactly are you doing? I mean, mm-hmm. is your is your technology or whatever the marketing strategy, the the team that you're building? That they look at all these things, right? And they'll give you milestones. I just want to articulate and uh, explain that again. Right? There will be milestones. The money will not come in one single shot. It'll come in tranches, depending on how many milestones and the metrics that you're achieving. Okay. So, supposing you say, "I'm I'm not done the MVP yet." But I need X amount of money. That's okay, we'll give you this much. Mm. But you have to achieve these milestones. If you don't achieve these milestones, then you'll not get an extra mm. And then, you know, there are so many other uh, term sheet uh, clauses that will be there. Mm. So it's it's also about that. Like what think, will you really do?
0: I think term sheets in itself is a, is a chapter in itself. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand the whole idea of term sheets. But it, it it's actually a legal document where a lot of things might
1: actually be hidden. And yeah. every term sheet is different. Yes, and yes. Shareholder have... agreement, the term sheet, all these things are very critical elements that a founder doesn't pay attention to. Yeah. And you can't give excuses. Yeah, I just want to stress on this. No, you can't say I'm first time, I didn't realize, I'd... no, no, it doesn't work. Yeah. that way. I, I think as a founder, I think my biggest learning
0: was that 80% of your time will go with legal and accounting. <laughs> you really can't oh, do Very true. Very about true. It's very tough, yeah? Very, very tough. right, yeah. You you basically start thinking that I'll build this amazing product, and then eventually the product is being built by somebody else, and you are sitting with the legal team yeah. And, yeah. and breaking your head with the clause. You correct. So you have to wear everything. different hats,
1: and in a in day, you have to maybe wear 12 hats no? in a in a 14-15-hour day. Yeah, yeah, so yeah as simple
0: absolutely. As absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Ashwin, I think
0: you should uh, so 15th of October. I think Vijeta Sir is also there. I'm also there in Bangalore. In case you guys are available in Bangalore, we should definitely catch up. Right? So please drop by. As Vijeta Sir, I think we'll also be in one of the beehives. I'll also be in one of the beehives. We can actually, the Builders Club meetup is happening on 15th of October. You heard it here the first time uh in, in, in this podcast. So please come in. Uh all then get all your folks as well. Uh And uh, Vijita sir, as usual, an amazing, amazing discussion. I think that this is just one of the many conversations that we have had. And I think this is just the beginning part of, uh, of how an investor thinks there is so much more that we can go deeper into. We'll probably do a few more workshops if possible. Uh, taking in a few companies who are looking to fundraise at at this time and probably clean up their I'm overall pitches.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to do some workshops. We'll figure it out.
0: Cool, cool, cool. With that, guys, I think we'll just call it uh, call it for a close. Today's Friday night, so let's not, you know, uh, you people should go out and have fun as well. And we'll leave Vijeta sir also alone. He can also have some quiet time. Uh, thanks a lot, all of you guys for joining in. This has been an amazing, amazing discussion, Vijita, sir. Uh, and, and all the very best with Dex- Dexter Capital. Hopefully uh, a few of the companies from the Builders Club also land up on your portfolio, touch wood, uh soon. And and with that, we'll just call it a day. Good night, everybody, and have a, have a great weekend. Um, Thank you, Vijita, sir, and Sohail, for uh, this awesome session.
2: We, we Thank you.
0: So much.
1: Guys, please say your thanks to Vijeta sir. <laughs> Thank you very not at all. Yeah, have fun, guys. Thank you, I wish you. Thank all you. the very best, and uh, you know we we'll, let's let's take care and uh, just just be good man. Let's have fun with life. Cheers. Guys, if you are building,
0: I am telling you, we have so many people who are ready to give back. You just have to ask the right questions. And as Vijeta sir rightly pointed out, I think a lot of us forget making a checklist of the things that we want to talk about because of which we are not able to structure our conversations and give priority to what we're thinking so please start doing that if you're building i have i mean that's that's a very that's a very tough habit but once you get into it i think a lot of your problems become easy thanks a lot amit sir for joining again you have you become a regular regular audience of ours here yeah? Yes, a uh, lot of value add actually. Um, uh, uh, Vijayta sir is here. So, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be meeting him tomorrow. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, 11, 11 a.m. there is a beehive uh, with Ravindra MK. Ah. So tomorrow. Uh, so, thank you for your time, sir. Grateful for your learnings. Thank, thank you. Spend some more time Vijayta sir with Vijayta sir here. I think one of the very few guys was in that uh, mode where if you really sit with him, there is so much, so much that you can learn. Yes, yes. I agree. I agree. It just flows. I mean, he just talks and I just, uh, diary and a pen. You. you <laughs> yeah, open. yeah. It's 9.30. One and a half hours went by. I really didn't realize it's one and a half hours that has gone yeah, by. Yeah. Yeah. Grateful, sir. Grateful, so, nice. well, uh, you
1: know, I can share a few reports, industry reports. Oh, please. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you or if you want, I can put it in the Builders Club up to you. I mean, you decide. Yeah,
0: no, nee, no, nee, Builders Club. You can put it in the Builders Club as well. Send it to me as well because... We are also doing our first survey. Oh, uh, okay. Now, yeah,
1: please send it sure. across because I'll get an idea of how to structure okay. things. I'll put it in the club. I'll put it in the WhatsApp group because I think it'll be very useful. See, these reports are very intensive, okay? 30 mm. pages, 30, 50 pages, whatever. Mm. But look, and I'm not saying that you try to consume all of it in one day. Take mm. your time. Please mm-hmm. take your time, just go through it because you know, nuggets of information that'll think, make you think and maybe do some deeper dive research work. So I'll send about EV industry, fintech industry, the state, whatever, I'll send some reports. Sir, whatever platform.
0: reports, sir, please, please. Yeah, yeah, now I'll do now that. We, are, we are also coming up with our own platform, sir. So that is where so much information yeah, yeah. will start dissipated. So aap karu, put it
1: in the WhatsApp group and I'll, yeah, I'll put it in the WhatsApp group. Well. Yeah, so I mean, if, I'll give you a little bit of time. You might want to add more people or more people are joining, but within say 10, 10, 30, I'll do it. Done, sir. Okay. Done. enough? Done, done, done. Perfect. Thank you. you. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you, sir.
0: Greatful, sir. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank bye, you, everyone. Bye, bye. Take care.
1: Best wishes. Okay. I'll
0: put it in all groups on the count. Take care. Bye. bye. Bye bye. That was the episode. Hope you got some rich insights for your idea from this. If you like the episode, do share it with your friends and rate us on Spotify, Google Store, and iTunes. If you want to join the Watercooler podcast live, join the club at www.thebuildersclub.me. Until next time, upwards and onwards.